Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. <laughs> Kevin, who is your guest this week? We have Zoe. One name? Yes, just Zoe with two E's. Zoe, like, I don't know, who are other one-name artists? Madonna, Cher, uh, Tupac, Drake. You got any more? Uh, maybe Dirks? No. no, that's Dirks Bentley. No, but okay. I think Dirks. No, but that's somebody who goes by their first name. <laughs> like, it's not Tupac Johnson, and we just call him Tupac. Okay, Reba? Still Reba McIntyre, for the most part. Okay, You're I'm over done. two here. I'm done. So how did you find out about Zoe? Good old algorithm, social media, Instagram, came across her, and then I was checking out her Instagram, and she's from Australia, and she seemed like a fun, happy girl, and you I sound got like Australia's with Mars. I but you'll never believe it. She's from Australia. <laughs> it's so far though. Have you ever been there? I have not. Yeah. I don't know why you're talking that voice, but still. Uh, all right, season two, episode three of Unsigned and Independent with Kevin O'Connell, uh, who you may also know as Kickoff Kevin on 25 Whistles. And so, as he said, she's from a whole other world called Australia. Uh, her name is Zoe. And then, have you seen her in person? Yeah, I went and saw her at a local writer's round. Did you go see her after you saw her on social media and you thought about her for the show, or did you just stumble across her after you'd randomly seen her? No, I... Found her on Instagram first, then reached out to her and said, hey, do you have any shows coming out? I'd like to meet you and see you perform before we sit down and talk. So Dang. I went and, yeah. Research, man. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, Zoe moved to the UK from Australia and then Nashville last year. Kevin gets into that. And then it's about, how long has she been here in time, you say? A year. That's You said that. Yeah. But like a year as in, does COVID count as no years? No. Like a year as in 2022. Okay. So, wait, is she good? She's awesome. That's all I needed to hear. This is great. All right, unsigned and independent with Kevin O'Connell. Here he is with Zoe, who to him is from another galaxy, apparently. Uh, all right, here you go. Thank you, guys. This is my first international, I would say, guest I've had on no the unsigned and independent. So I am very oh, excited. 
I'm so honoured. Very thrilled. I'm so honoured. That is the big... Yeah, thank you it's so a, much. It's a big deal. So Wow, no pressure. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. And I'm sure our audience can already hear your accent, so let's just dive right into it. You are from... <sighs> yeah, where? so I'm from Tasmania, um, at the very, very bottom of Australia. It's the most southern state we have. The next stop is Antarctica. Um, and I moved out here last year to chase music and, you know, this crazy dream of creating... A ride. What is it like a girl from Australia? Because forgive me as, you know, we can sometimes be naive as Americans and just think the only thing that happens in the world happens here, right? (laughs) And the only thing that happens... (laughs) Stuff does happen here, yeah. In country music happens in Nashville. (laughs) Right. So what does a girl from Australia think to herself? Like, how did you find out about Nashville? What made you think, I want to move to Nashville? Where did that come from? All right, so the first time I ever heard of Nashville, I... So, quick little backstory before that. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. My family and I lived super isolated. We were about five, six hours drive from the nearest city. Um, and, you know, like, we lived off the land a lot of times. And so, it was it was a pretty amazing childhood getting to grow up like that. So, we only had radio. We didn't have internet. We didn't have phone signal. We didn't have, like, TV. Um, so, I grew up listening to a lot of records and a lot of tapes and a lot of radio. So, um Anytime I'd get a chance and, you know, from friends or whatever, I'd borrow DVDs or VHSs and watch documentaries on artists and stuff because I loved music. And so I remember we ended up, and I can't quite recall how we got a copy, but we got a copy of the Neil Young documentary here in Nashville when he was doing Heart of Gold. And I watched that over and over and over. And it was the first time I really heard about Nashville. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be there. That's like the place. And I'd already fallen in love with music from a little kid. I, I grew up listening to Everything from like Merle Haggard to ACDC and everything in the middle. And um, one of my favorite pastimes is, is, you know, listening to Rod Stewart of all things. He was my lullaby music as like a four year old kid. I'd put on a cassette tape and fall asleep to Rod Stewart. So music has always been a very big part of my life. And so that was the first time I really got to hear about Nashville. And your family, doing some research here, talking before, is. You're all musicians, is that correct? Or you just come from a family that loves music in general? Um, Both. So my dad plays guitar. He always had a guitar kicking around the house. Um, My brothers all play other instruments as well. My mum, she's like radio. She likes to play radio. That's her her (laughs) instrument. (laughs) She's the first one to tell you, which is great. Uh, She does play bass as well, but she wouldn't tell you that. Um, So my dad always had a guitar around the house, and so he was like... I'm going to show you the first couple of chords. And so that was it. He's like, I don't want to teach you anything more. He said, I want you just to learn your own way of playing it because I don't want to, you know, influence you with my style. You could learn your own way. And so I was always extremely grateful to him for that because it did allow me to have this, you know, unique sound. And I started writing songs and I was about 10 or 12 when I really started kind of gravitating towards writing my own stuff. So, but yeah, it was a very, very musical house. There was always music being played or dad was always out with a guitar playing something and around the campfire would always sit around and sing songs. My grandparents were always extremely musical and... You know, so it was, it was, um, my grandma actually, she used to sing on our local radio stations down there as well. So, yeah, so it's kind of like, um, I've got a lot of music history in that sense, but I'm sort of the first one to take it internationally. (laughs) What about your siblings? You got any siblings? Um, yes, I have, I have, um, how many do I have? I have four (laughs) siblings. Um, yeah. So two of them moved across the world with me, my two younger brothers. My parents moved with me and they all said, we want to help you kind of chase your dream, basically. We're here to support you and do whatever we can to help you. And Wow. Yeah. Like we literally left Australia. They bought the dogs, you know, suitcase each and that was it. And we left. 
And we moved to the UK um, six years ago. And we was over there, you know, was doing, uh, you know, pretty good. Was playing shows and it was going real good until COVID hit. And then it was like, eh, you know, how all that went. But, um, yeah, so the family's just been the most incredible support all the way through with all of it. And they're, they're here now, actually. They're, they're with me, which is the best. So. so they're living in Nashville with you yeah. currently. And you guys um, all moved here at the same time. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you ever come here before you all moved here? Or is it like, uh, I just seen it on <laughs> documentaries and I heard about it and it's got to be real. It's like people go oh, to Hollywood. That's so funny. You know? Um, yeah. So we had been back and forth a couple of times beforehand. I first, when I first came to Nashville, I came with a ukulele and the only gig I could get was out at Bobby's Idol Hour. Okay. And it was before they moved. So it was like, I walked in there and I swear it was like walking into a Chris Christopherson song. It was like there's money on the walls and there's like cigarette smoke everywhere. Everywhere and the floors are sticky, and I'm like, man, this is what I want, you know. This is this is where I need to be. I walked in there, I was so nervous. I had my little ukulele, and I played like three songs, and then there's like six people in the audience, and I'm like, I got this. <laughs> so that was your first gig. That was my first gig. Yeah, first gig ever, actually, outside of family. But yeah, it was it was the best, and I was I was hooked. Um, and so yeah, we've been back and forth a few times after that. Got to play CMA Festival in 2019, which was awesome. Just before COVID and all that craziness happened, and then after all of that, got my visa and then moved here last year. Wow. So yeah. what is that like surviving? The times through COVID were tough for a lot of people. People that are already established. And then I can't even imagine people who, you know, don't have the backing of a huge label or management right. to make sure they can get through a year or two without maybe getting paid or getting gigs. And what was that struggle like for you, especially coming from overseas? <sighs> yeah, it was a it was a tough run. Like I had shows. I had a tour actually um, booked out through Europe for that whole year, too. And then more shows back here in the U.S. And everything got canceled, you know, and it was of course you're doing. Um, as you say, being an independent artist, you're doing everything yourself. Whereas once upon a time, you would have a label with a booking agent, you know, organizing this stuff for you or taking care of your marketing or taking care of everything. You know, you're organizing of going out on the road. Is There's a lot of, lot of you know, stuff that goes into it. And so to have that just kind of fall apart was devastating. So that was, you know, it was a really tough time for me too. I kind of... I kind of went inward and thought, all right, now what are we going to do, you know? And there was a few times, too, in the midst of all that, and I know a lot of artists went through the same thing. It was like, should we give up? Do we stop? Like, what's going to happen? We don't know where this is going to go. Can we even go back on the road anymore? Can we release music? Can we? So it was a really tough, challenging time. So I ended up uh, falling on songwriting, and I started writing with everybody I could, but a lot of writers here in Nashville too. Everyone started writing on Zoom, yeah, um, which was really great. So I got to meet lots of people and lots of writers here and kind of it really opened a lot of doors for me that I didn't expect to open. So there's a lot of good things that came from it, a lot of things that also wasn't great. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. A little ups and downs. Yeah. And you think your family support throughout the whole thing from the beginning till now and even obviously moving forward has been a huge upbringing for you and a big backbone for you, I should say? I could not do it without them. Like, just emotionally having their support behind the back of me like they've been. Because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of energy and, you know, if you haven't got somebody or anybody behind you that really believe in you, it's very easy to just feel like you're you're overwhelmed by it because there's so much you're doing. You haven't got, as we said about a label, you haven't got that support. So, you need people that really genuinely believe in you. And, you know, the family too, more than anything, they, they know me from 
a little kid, so they know all of my quirks and my, you know, you need to rest, you need to take some time, or you need to do this, or you're not working hard enough, or you should be, you know, they yeah. just know you and they love you and they care about you and that, you can't buy that. Have you had a chance yet or, or a time, I should say, where you were thinking, I don't think I should do this. You, you kind of touched on it a little bit. And then did you ever go to your family, parents, friends, whoever, and say, you guys, I don't know if I should do this. And they're like, hey, no. <laughs> and kick you in the butt and say, no, that's not happening. You're going to keep doing this. COVID was kind of that moment for me in a lot of ways, too. It was like, come on. You, this is going to be all right. Just you're, you're, you're overreacting, Zoe. It's going to be okay. We'll figure it out, you know. There's other ways to make music. And, I, you know, I remember mum saying that to me vividly, actually. She's like, you know, maybe there's TV and stuff. You know, there's other ways to do it that you just, you know, you need to think about. And so that was when I was kind of like, all right, you know, let's focus on the songwriting and building better songs and writing with better artists and writers and stuff. So, yeah, it's and you need that. You need people to be around you that can be honest this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring talking about men's boots women's boots um apparel hats bags and more all tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition timeless style always on trend and tacovas has first wear comfort little to no break-in period like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, to take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me, in this fight 
and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Do you feel like you've come out the other end post-COVID as a better songwriter, artist? (laughs) I hope so. In general? (laughs) I really hope so. I think so. Um, Yeah. You know, being in Nashville is like the biggest education you could ever ask for, too. Because you come to this town, and we were just talking about it a little bit off air just as we was getting started there. It's like you come to this town, and you think, oh, you know, I've got the goods. But then you come to this town, and it's like... Everybody is so talented, you know. It's like, oh my gosh, you know. So yeah, I do think though it has made me a lot better than I than I was, and I'm really grateful for everybody who's written with me and and you know believes in what I'm doing. That's the other thing about since I've been here in Nashville, it's it's kind of overwhelming in a beautiful way how many people have just said you're welcome here. Mm. We, we'll help you. We support you. We think what you're doing is worthwhile putting our time into, and we're going to write with you, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and that's such a huge compliment because you just don't expect anyone to do that just for the sake of it you know and if they do i don't know about your background necessarily growing up but me from california i've talked about this a little bit before you almost wonder okay well what do you want from me if somebody asks like hey can you help me out or something but out here in nashville i can't harp on this enough i've told so many people this, especially back home i'm like everyone like genuinely just wants to help you i know it's weird. I, I love that. And it takes a while to get used to. I don't know if I'm still, I'm almost two years in and I still don't know if I'm used to it. I love that. But you're like, people just want to help you. They want to get you to get, whether it's music or radio or construction, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's so true. They just want to see you succeed in whatever you do. And there's just so much opportunity out here in every field and every pr- profession. And yeah. I, I got that. And it seems like you also have the support. And yeah. outside of your family, just from people in Nashville. It's been, it's yeah, as you say, it's like you do, you kind of think, oh man, is this is this weird? Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one feeling this? It is though. The and I think um, us Australians too, we're kind of very much like that. We're we're like one hand washes the other kind of. It's probably not a good analogy, but it is. Everyone helps each other, and if you you know if you don't help someone else, they're not going to help you, and everyone climbs together. And I love that Nashville has that mentality because that's how I was raised. I was brought up that way. So it is really, really nice. I signed this to some friends the other night too. It's like for the first time ever in my life, I feel like I'm home in a lot of ways because mm. everyone here believes the same thing and want to have the same kind of creative outlook on life. And and it's just, you know, there's a like-minded sense here and I love being around that. I, 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 I totally agree. Yeah. I, I feel like I've only been here a couple of years that I feel like I've been here for my whole life. Yeah. But in yeah. a great way, in a yeah. good way. I've always felt welcome. People are from all yeah. over the place and whether it's a different country or a different state <laughs> yeah. and you're all like-minded where you're just like, man, like, I don't know. Life is just too short. Let's just help yeah. each other out and like, let's have some fun while we're doing it, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly. what I just feel like Nashville is like. And that's why I tell people all the time, like, this yeah. is like the best decision I've ever made is to move here oh. for multiple reasons. But this isn't about me. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> anyway. Good. I hear you. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's good. And speaking of help outside of the family and some musicians in, in particular or songwriters, who are some of your biggest influences out here? I know right here we have James House and I saw you guys at the listening room a few weeks yeah. ago with Jeff Cohen as well. And Jamie Floyd. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you guys were awesome. Thank so you. are those three uh influential like in your career or yeah yeah? oh yeah so that's the thing that you know we were just saying about nashville opening their doors like i've been able to work with people who i have idolized or or loved their work forever you know and they've just said yeah let's do something um jamie floyd jeff cohen james house all these incredible writers phil barton i've just this new song that i've just done is with him and dana perdue 
Um, and all these people have just been so incredibly welcoming. Of course, there was um, Kyle Jacobs, who I was riding with him, and he was, mm-hmm. you know what happened, obviously. Um, Devastating. Ha- yeah, absolutely. And so, but, you know, he was he was a huge support as well and just like, let, we can do this. Anything we need to do, let's do it. And it's like everybody has been so welcoming. So all of those writers that I've been working with are people who I have been huge fans of forever and it's just an honour to have, like, the opportunity to work with them and they want to work with me. It's like, really? Me? <laughs> are, you like, sure? are you sure? It's still someone else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really lovely. It's That's so awesome. nice. And James, do you mind if I just bring you on for a quick second and ask you a quick question here about Zoe? I'd like to welcome James House. Um, <laughs> if you want to give a little... James is oh, my producer here. Hello, great to be here. Yeah. Um, I just quick little background of yourself, James, if you don't mind, just a little mm-hmm. synopsis. Got here in 89. That's, I've been writing all my life. I've had a couple of number ones. I've uh, been songwriter of the year, um, nominated for Ain't That Lonely Yet, Dwight Yoakam, A Broken Wing for Martina McBride. Just, so I've been... I, this is I, You were talking about how welcoming this town is and... It was the same thing for me. I got here from, I was living in LA at the time. I grew up in Sacramento. So yeah, I was very welcomed when I got here and I was amazed with that, with that kind of helping hand. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's just a great town. I can't imagine living anyplace else. And Zoe just, you know, I think she's just got this specialness to her her personality and her voice and the music and the way she she was raised. And, uh, you know, artists are, it's a lot that has to do with their, who they are inside and and what attracts people and i think what makes uh, that's what really a lot that makes her special so and i'm i'm you know i've met a lot of artists here i've met all my the idols you can imagine and stuff which has been amazing for me you know when i got here it was still there was johnny cash was still here and and buck owens and merle haggard and oh. you know, i got to meet those guys and 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 reba and dolly and, and i've toured with all of them and uh, there's something special about all those people and i, I really believe that uh, zoe has that too I can tell. I can tell. And I didn't even know you were coming here today. And like I said, I saw yeah, you We're guys. riding after this. So. Yeah, I had to listen to you. I'm the ride. I know. That's why I was like, is this an Uber or what's going on? Yeah, I got a little Uber here. Yeah. yeah. The music's I, not been doing so great lately. Wait, I just right? got nominated for, for Blue yeah, Song of the Year. That's by the way. That's huge. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing you at a listening room a few weeks ago and just some of the songs you were singing and the stories you were telling. And my buddy who I work with here, actually, he was he's a little bit older than me so he knew the songs a lot more than I did but he was just like dude this is awesome oh, yeah, yeah I get that my, my mom liked you yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm at that stage now which is always like oh, that's nice yeah. <laughs> oh that's so funny no but I'm just interested to to hear your per- perspective and I know you just kind of said it but how long have you guys known each other and what have how much growth have you seen in Zoe since she's been here and you guys have gotten together well, I was one of the Zoom writers. I think we probably wrote 10 songs or so. It was the worst. She was in Campbelltown, <laughs> Scotland. We were trying to write on Zoom, and it was just the worst yeah. to try and write on because there's yeah, and such I'm, a delay. And I live in the country, so there's all the delays and oh, stuff. But anyway, we, we wrote a bunch of songs. And, yeah, we did. And I, somebody, I had another friend say, you should you should check this this artist out. We all kind of always talk around this, you know, like, who do you think's good and stuff. So um, so I started kind of, you know, do the Instagram thing, seeing what she was doing and stuff. And we started writing, and and then it was like, wow, this could this is good, you know. And I've seen a lot of growth, and, and it was fun to have her when she got over here. Everybody's like been, you know, wanting to write with her and stuff. So it's really great. <laughs> That's awesome. And so this, you've seen this really growth. We've probably written, I don't know, a ton of songs here, but uh, recorded probably, I don't know, 20 or so. Yeah. And, and just the growth has been amazing. And I have a great team of musicians around that really care about her and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this town is, um, uh, it's amazing amount of talent that, that, that 
it is here. And it, you were all everybody comes here is like it was a big fish in a small town, you know. And uh-huh. then they come to Nashville, and you know, you got to, you know, when I got here, it was like I had to go up against Garth Brooks and <laughs> Clint Black. I remember going out promoting my single to radio. I had this my little song called uh, "Don't Quit Me Now," and then they were just spinning. Have you got another uh, friends in low place? <laughs> like, oh no! Yeah, so that was the competition. He's still, you know, doing well. That guy. So, um, <laughs> but you know, just it, a little it, bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I'm still here, you know, and I and I, yeah. I can't imagine living anyplace else. If you love music, the town is set up for music. A lot of people don't know that there's banks here that actually understand what songwriters go to and go through, and artists go through to uh, right. how they make their money. So loans can be uh, given if you want to buy a house and stuff. If you're, you know, so that Interesting. that that infrastructure is here, mm. which is in a, you know one of the things I was. Uh, uh, I mean, it's really great when I, I I met Don Cook and Tony Brown and these guys when I got here, and I I look up at Don Cook's wall, and he had like 31 number ones, and he was from Texas. You're just a you know, kid with a game dream from Texas. And, and I thought, wow, you can actually do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And when you get here, it becomes real. It's probably, is it real for you now? Yeah, it is. It's certainly, it's a, it's a huge wake up call coming here too. Cause you do, you get kind of immersed in this town full of talent and you're like, oh, I need to step up my game like quickly, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it is, it, it is a huge wake up call, but in a really beautiful way. And how much of an influence has he been on you personally outside of just the music, you know, and pushing you and... You know what? Actually, outside of music, you've been really like laying into me about my accent because I have <laughs> No, your accent's a, great. This is, it's, no, it's, like, great. it's like being able to understand me because I say so many Australian like terms, I forget that I'm not being understood. And so I'll say things like, oh, fair dinkum, really? What? And he'd be like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> Can you say that in American? And so that, that's actually, that's been really helpful because I have had a lot of problems with with that side because we do we have a lot of like terms in australia but um i'm, I'm can, can i mean i think i think to what rose <laughs> i was sorry to interrupt she um at first when i heard her saying i thought she's like got this olivia newton john oh. energy to her. I, I actually got to write with olivia and um, I, I just think you really have that kind of the kindness. I remember I played her stuff for a, for a, a, a Becca Bramlett. She's from the great Bramlett family. Her dad and mom had the uh, had, a, had a wonderful group back in the sixties. And I played it for Becca. And first thing she goes, "Is she from Australia?" And I go, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, she sounds nice." Uh, and so there's this kindness to Australians, and that I think Americans are you know there's got Keith. There's a whole Australian. There are. About, well, from last count, somebody said there's like 90. I think there's about 90 in the music down business here. Yeah. Yeah, so. Wow, really? It's, it's there's a, a music circle, connected. Uh, but and they love country music down there. They do. Yeah, so. we do. She's doing well. Just no, second number one? Um, uh, it's on the way. It's climbing yeah. up the charts at the yeah. moment, which yeah. is exciting. I think you right. left there to go Nashville, and now you're having number ones in Australia. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks a lot, James. I really appreciate the, the insight. I'm going to go get coffee. And, and <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. I gotta go. All right. See you, James. Okay, he's gone now. So okay. we can just, yeah. <laughs> now, what was we talking about yeah, before yeah, he yeah. came in? No, uh, I, I do want to go back to listening room and just those venues in general because I'm just so interested in you know everyone that comes here. They go to Broadway and these they see these bands or artists play all these cover songs, right. and which is great. You know, you yeah. gotta you make your living and you get your practice in and all that. But I think these listening room writing around writers around venues are neat for people if you're listening to this and you've never been here and you plan on coming here i highly recommend them oh yeah because you guys get to sing your own songs which you probably don't get to do a lot of um if you go play somewhere on broadway oh and you get to talk about your songs so Mm. i i'm just interested to get into your brain a little bit uh what that means to you you know i think uh, the bluebird cafe is probably the best example for this because it's 
being created and preserved as a place for songwriters to tell their story and their side of the story. And that's, it's always, I found really interesting because for a long time, I always thought that everybody wrote their own songs. And so I got, Same. A, I got a huge yeah. shock and I started writing my songs, like thinking, this is how we do it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, they don't all do that. Like, really? So I always find it, even myself now, I still find it a huge treat to go into somewhere like the Bluebird or the Listening Room and hear the real stories of how these songs really came about, you know? And it's like every time a shock. Um, and so I think those places are super special and treasured. Of course, I love the Broadway stuff with, you know, the big honky tonks and yeah. the cover bands, and that's just fun and loud and just awesome. But there is something really to be said for the whole the writer scene. And as, as you said a minute ago, I think it's something, if you're coming to Nashville for the first time, you have to experience that, especially if you're an artist or wanting to be an artist. That's like you, you've got to go and see that because that's the core of how it all began, you know. In Australia. So you've had a number one, correct? I did, yeah. So my song Castles on the Sand just went to number one down there, which was awesome well, and unexpected. Ha, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no really unexpected because it's not your, like, I. it's that song for me was such a personal song and it's not your, like, uh, your typical radio bop along, you know, it's not super duper upbeat, it's kind of more mellow and very, I guess, chill is the hip word to use to explain that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a real shock when that did go to number one and I was, like, super, super honoured and surprised by that. And what is it like when you go back to Australia then? Are you n- known there or here and there? Does it depend on where you're at? Because I've, I've noticed working in this industry just for a short, not even two years, we've had you know artists from Canada come down. And in yeah. Canada, they're huge. Right. Huge. Yeah. And then here, they're not nearly as big. So it's just interesting to me to just get that dynamic of it. I haven't been back. Not yet? No, not yet. It's been, it's been so long. It's been like nearly seven and a half years since wow. I've been back. And I feel so bad because I have family and stuff down there, but it's like I, I was going to go back before COVID and then like everything shut down and then it was like, do we want to, you know, try and go back after? But then the, the Australia was still locked up for like the longest time. And so I just haven't had a chance to actually get back there yet. So I don't know. I hope they like me. <laughs> It'll be really horrible if it's like I'm not welcomed. I mean, you got to get back there while, while you're hot over there and then you got the number one. Oh, that's you so know? true. I hope they still like me. <laughs> <laughs> This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. 
Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, to take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Well, as we close this out, Zoe, I want to talk about um, a single that we've talked about a little bit, but didn't dive into it. Your new single that just came out recently, which is called... Pick Me Up. Pick Me Up. Hey. Exactly. I'm going to play a little clip oh. right here because I can't play music on here, but I'm, I can play five <laughs> seconds. So that's okay. what we're going to get, okay? So here's Zoe's with Pick Me Up. That was a good five seconds. There we go, right? right? All right. Did I pick a good five seconds? That was the best. Okay. That was the bit I would have picked. All right, perfect. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't get just the instrumental intro <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, just so where'd this guitar come from? Oh, uh, well, you know, funny story. <laughs> uh, where did that song come from, though? Where, who'd you write it with? Um, What's the inspiration? I mean, pick me up. Um, so that was actually written with my buddy, Phil Barton, who's another Australian out here. He, he writes with Liz Rose and so many incredible writers. Uh, him and his girl, Dana Perdue, and James House were the co-writers on that one with me. Um, and... And I walked into that right with no idea what was going to write about. And Dana and I just sitting down and we're just talking. And she's like, so, you know, what's what's going on? And we did that whole, like, how's things been kind of conversation. And um, I said, you know, it's like, I don't know. So it feels like the world kind of just needs a, a bit of a pick-me-up, you know. And I kind of feel like I need a bit of a pick-me-up. She's like, okay, there's our title. So we went from that and that was the whole thing. And next thing I know, we're just like laughing and goofing around and having the absolute best time writing the song. And I swear every time we wrote a line of the song, Phil, he's the funniest ever. I don't know if you know Phil, but he's just mm. hilarious. And anytime we'd write a line of a song, he'd be like, man, it's going to be a hit, you know, every line. And I'm just dying and fits of laughter. But it was the best song, right? And we were just all laughing and giggling by the end of the by the end of the session. We, we really love this song. So I'm glad that it's out finally too. So, But, yeah, it's like um, the plan at this point is every six weeks 
putting out a new song and uh, releasing lyric videos and that to go with it and playing as many shows and stuff as I can. So I'm playing the Bluebird quite a bit, uh, listening room quite a bit. Okay. Um, and yeah, kind of just getting out there. I've got a residency gig out of town and so slowly but surely just kind of like build new music and put it out. And it is, it's again, it's like you have to build content. Yeah. So it comes, and the world is so fast paced this day and age. So everyone's ready for something new like yesterday. So you have to kind of constantly be ready for that, and and so that's that's kind of what I'm doing with music as well. So. Yeah, I've learned that consistency is probably the number one thing. Whether it's even because you almost feel like going back to social media a little bit here, where you're like, it's not that good. I shouldn't post it, but it's almost like you just got to put something out there. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, but like you said, it's just content, content, content. It and, is. and like, I think too, the other thing like is. I've been, you know, I struggle with that side of it too. It's like, is it good enough? Should I put it out? Or like, right. is this going to let me look weird? But I think on the other side of it too is that, you know, everybody is human. And so everybody has the same kind of little flaws and quirks and weird things and nobody's perfect. So I think everyone can relate when it's not perfect as well. That's probably something that makes them you feel a bit more genuine to people too is when you just kind of, you're honest about it. Like, hey, here's, you know, here's what I look like with my hair up and I look like <laughs> crap and I'm in the studio and I've been here all day, you know, and here I am, you know. And I think people can relate to that in a lot of ways too. I totally agree. It makes you feel like you're human. You're actually human. You're yeah. like, wow, this girl's actually human. Okay, yeah. I can relate. I'm not the only one. Yeah. I'm not just sitting here in my, my I don't know, my, uh, pajamas. my pajamas. Yeah. yeah, and I just woke up and like, she's, <laughs> She's like me. Okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I want to close out with this. I always close out with this question I try to is I just want you to think about some advice if somebody's listening to this, whether it's in Australia or oh. whether it's in the backyard here in Nashville and they're young and they're getting their career started. And what is your advice for somebody thinking, in, in, whether it's not even in music, I want to go out and chase something, chase this dream. And what would you say to that person? Maybe double thinking it. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, I, okay. You know, I think it's like anything. If you believe in something enough, you have to follow through because you'll always be wondering what if, you know? So, and that was the same for me too. It's like, if it's a big thing to move across the world and decide to, you know, do this crazy thing in the music industry, because you have no idea whether it's going to work. You have no idea what the outcome is going to be. You just have to keep going be like believe just believe in what you're doing and believe it's going to work and and stay curious is the other thing i would say too because that keeps you um as crazy as it is i think it keeps you youthful you know it keeps you interested and that's a big part of it is staying interested in what you're doing because you don't want to lose that faith in what you're you know you can get caught up in the turmoil of whatever it is and this industry is no different this industry has got a lot of politics and a lot of craziness involved in it as you know and so i think you know you have to stay curious and stay and just believe in what you're doing and know that you're special no matter what everybody else is doing you've got something that nobody else has got so don't forget that believe in that and make sure that you see that gets out to the world because that's important people people need that Love that. Love that. Well, Zoe, thank you so much for coming in today. This has been a lot of fun. James, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> James is back, by the way. He came back. Guys. <laughs> you found that coffee? Yeah. <laughs> well, go check out Zoe. Go check out her music. Follow her on social media. Zoe Music. Remember, it's Zoe with two E's, Z-O-E-E. Music on Instagram. Her Instagram is awesome. Go stream her music. Her song, Pick Me Up. She's got a lot of stuff in the works, so keep up with her. She's got a great Instagram, I'm telling you. Oh. Go do it. Go do it. Zoe, thank you so much. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. 
And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tecova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 